For our second homily, we turn to Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Thought in thinking about story, it would be good to talk about a story as an example. And so I decided to go to this text in Luke chapter 10, what myself and probably many other Christians would consider one of the more annoying stories from Jesus' ministry. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This story drives me a little crazy. Am I the only one that can sort of see Martha's point of view here? She's got guests at the house. Somebody's got to serve. The disciples, I'm sure, want to eat dinner at some point, right? The work in the kitchen needs to be done. Things need to happen. And Martha is doing all the work while her sister sits at the feet of Jesus listening to story. Many of us have had this experience, right? Where we are doing work while somebody else is sitting there. And when we do work and other people sit there, it normally drives us crazy. Can everyone identify with that? If you can't identify with that, think back to how many times you have sat and done nothing because you're probably the person driving someone else crazy. I think we've all been in this situation. I, I can sort of understand Martha's point of view. If there's work to get done and Mary will help, well, then we can get it done faster. I think at first glance, Martha's point of view is important. That work needs to be done. Jesus said, uh, Mary has chosen the good portion. But if Martha and Mary choose that portion all day, there will not be portions of lunch later. I can understand Martha's point of view. But we see in this story several problems for Martha. Several things that Martha doesn't seem to get. Number one, the text doesn't just say that she's working in the kitchen. What does the text say? Whenever you read stories in the Bible, you've got to look at what the text really says. Because sometimes the text itself will give you some good clues. Martha isn't just doing much serving. What does it say? It says she was distracted with much serving. She's not doing stuff that necessarily needs to be done right now. She's not... She's being distracted. She's worrying about all kinds of other things that right now she does not really need to be worried about. When we use that word distraction, all of a sudden, this story becomes a little different, right? It's not just that Martha's in the kitchen doing what she's supposed to do as, a, as someone who's, who's hosting. No, she's doing extra. She's worrying. She's continuing to go over the meal and go over the plans She's distracted and she's missing out on the actual relationship with her guests. Made worse by the fact that Jesus is that guest. What is this one portion, we ask? 
What is this one thing that is necessary? The, the text doesn't actually answer that. And so we're left to guess a little bit. What is Mary doing that's so good that Martha is missing out on? Some, so, some people have argued that this story means that we shouldn't be as Christians all about doing. We should be more about uh, contemplation, about thinking and study, not really about work and serving. But I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Does not make at all a lot of sense out of the other words of Jesus. Doesn't make a lot of sense even in the Gospel of Luke where there is so much about people serving. Doesn't make sense in Acts when they have deacons set up because work needs to get done. No, I, I don't think it's that we just need to be contemplative. I think the big deal is that we need to have relationship with Jesus. We need to pay attention to the words of Jesus. The problem with doing, the problem with getting really active is you can then get distracted from the thing that's really important, which is your relationship with Jesus. You can do stuff for Jesus that actually gets in the way of relating to Jesus. And that's a problem. At the same time, it's a difficult problem to deal with, right? Because that means stuff that happens in the church, work we do even in the church can be distracting of the things that are most important, namely our relationship with Jesus. Now, I think not just the word distracted, but I think there's a couple, there, there's something else that really sort of shows Martha's heart in all this. What is Martha upset about? Is Martha upset that she has to be in the kitchen? No, not in the text. What's she upset about? She's upset that Mary is not also in the kitchen. That's where she's upset. She's not upset that she's got to do this work. She doesn't really want to go listen to Jesus. What she really wants is Mary to stop listening to Jesus and come in here. Whenever we start as Christians controlling one another, we're not acting in a very Christian manner. Christianity is not about control. It's not about control. Whenever we start trying to control other people, it just doesn't seem right. I mean, when Jesus says, remove the log from your own eye before you remove the speck from somebody else's, I think Jesus is saying, we're not supposed to be controlling each other. Not only this, but, but think about how Martha does it. Does Martha go talk to Mary? No, who does Martha go talk to? Jesus. She says, Jesus, uh, Lord, you, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. This, in, in psychology, we call this triangulating. And this happens a lot to us. Where instead of talking to somebody directly, we go try to get somebody else involved. Have you ever been sucked into a debate like that? You're talking to somebody and then they say, Hey, Jordan, what do you think about this? As if to say, Hey, you pick a side. Or instead of talking to somebody directly, we talk to somebody else so that, that somebody else will talk to that person. Whenever those kind of things go on, whenever we're trying to control somebody by using somebody else, we've we got to know that our hearts are not in the right place. And so Martha's heart is revealed in the way she tries to talk to Jesus to control Mary instead of dealing with her own stuff. But whenever we are all about us and whenever we are all about our work and we get away from our relationship with Jesus, I think this tends to happen. Sometimes our work and our effort can distract us from our relationship with Jesus. Church can do that. I have to really work as the pastor to get into worship. Because it's very easy for me to think of this like a performance, like work. 
that I planned this? Did it work out? Did two homilies work out okay in this service or not? It's very easy to do instead of to be in relationship with. And I think this story helps us to understand that. And it gives us a great sign. Whenever we're trying to control other people, I think that's a good sign that we are off in our motives. And in the story, to conclude, does something that story often does. Do you notice that there's no end to the story? Do you notice it doesn't actually tell you what Martha does? It just gives Jesus' words and then it moves on. Story sometimes does that to invite you to make a decision. To, write, to invite you in this cliffhanger ending to read yourself into the story. What would you have done if you were Martha? What are you going to do when you are Martha? As we go to communion, we go to a place that invites us, every time we do it, to sit down with Jesus. We call it the table. As a time of connection. A time where we rely on Jesus as our food, our beverage, our sustenance for the Christian faith. We do this because we all have a tendency to become Martha. For it not to be about relationship, but about doing.